Genesis 35 and verse number 16. If you found it, say praise the Lord. And they journeyed from Bethel. And there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. And it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni. But his father called him Benjamin. Let me read that verse again. And it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni. But his father called him Benjamin. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar upon her grave, that is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day. And Israel journeyed and spread his tent beyond the tower of Edar. She called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. I want to preach for a while about the power of a name. God, I pray you help me preach tonight. Anoint ears to hear. Confirm your word. Do your work here, God. This is your house. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let this word touch somebody's life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You can be seated. Thank you. From the dawn of human history until this very moment, few, if any, love stories have been as moving as the long saga of the affection between Jacob and Rachel. From their initial encounter at the well where she watered his camels, and he kissed her and cried until these sad final moments of Rachel's life on the road between Bethel and Bethlehem. Theirs was a story of love and devotion. Jacob, who spent seven years of his life in servitude to his father-in-law, for the opportunity to marry the beautiful Rachel. And then he invested 14 more years, all of it seeming like just a few days for the love he had to her. A story of devotion, love, faithfulness. Their life had its struggles, its ups and its downs. But this love between them endured through trials and tribulations. Rachel and Jacob going through years where they struggled with Rachel's barrenness, 
longing and praying for a child. This child that was to be born of Rachel brought hope, excitement, like it still does to families when the news comes that there's going to be a baby born into a family. Rachel is now expecting and she's near to give birth. As the result of this particular delivery, it was difficult for Rachel. She is now in the process of delivering this child, but something is not going well. There is great difficulty. And with much struggle and suffering, she gives birth to a healthy baby boy. The baby cries. The midwife tells her, you've had a son. But in a tragic turn of events, the labor proved to be too much for Rachel. Her body could no longer carry on. And as she was dying, with the extreme pain of an ancient delivery, taking its final toll on her, she utters the last words that she will ever speak as she looks in the direction of her newborn baby boy. Her words are thick with disappointment, agony, as the Bible records her final statement. In Genesis 35:18, it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni. As far as we know, the very last word she spoke was Benoni. The baby's name escaped with her final breath and she slipped off into eternity. Her last word, Benoni. That word in our language means very little. In our culture, people pick names based on what they like or they think it sounds cool. What they think sounds interesting or maybe named after an ancestor. Modern names normally have very little meaning. It's just something picked out of the air, it seems. But in biblical times, names were significant. Names held meaning and usually were at the least descriptive and very often prophetic. The name that Rachel chose for this baby boy described her feelings and her travail during the delivery of this child. Her final act of naming this baby was descriptive of the pain associated with her labor. The name Benoni, the word Ben in Hebrew means son. Benoni in Hebrew means son of my sorrow or son of my pain son of my affliction. In her anguish and in her dying moments, she looks at an innocent baby and she, she, she pours all of her emotion out in one moment when she looks at this baby, this future, if you will, years of life in front of that child, a destiny in front of that baby, and she looks at that 
baby. And she says, Benoni, the son of my sorrow, the son of my pain, the son of my affliction. Every time somebody calls his name, it's going to be a reminder that his birth killed his mother. Every time someone says, there's Benoni, there's that boy that brought sorrow and pain and affliction to his mother. His identity will always be associated with what went wrong, what was supposed to be a happy day, what was supposed to be a day of celebration ended as a day of sadness and sorrow and dying and the burial of a matriarch. He will forever be stuck living in the dark shadow of what happened that day, never to escape what went wrong, never to get his name out from under what happened. He is now defined by the terrible circumstances of a moment in history. Amen. I have known people who have allowed events and circumstances in their life to define their entire existence. Those who had tragic circumstances, terrible situations, dark events that have been forever marked by that moment in time. I've seen lives that have become known for their failure. The person that is always remembered for their adultery, not for anything else they ever did. Always remembered for their failure, not for anything else that ever happened. The person that's always remembered by their sin, their mistake, their failure, their addiction, their trouble, their crime, something in their life that went wrong, something in their life that didn't work out, something in their life that was a bitter memory and a sorrowful moment. His name is Benoni. He is the son of my sorrow. He's the son of my pain. He's the son of my affliction. He's marked by events that were beyond his control, marked by his trouble for all the rest of his life. I know she was dying. I know she was hurting. I know that she was sorrowful. She would never see him take his first step. She would never hear him when he opened his mouth and said, Mama. She would never be able to celebrate the moments of life that all parents look forward to celebrating. And in one moment, while she's overcome with the grief of her own death, she marks the child with a name that nobody should have to live with, with a moniker that nobody should be stuck with forever. He is the son of my sorrow. What a cruel name to pass on to a baby that was young, didn't know anything, couldn't do anything. What a cruel thing to pass down upon a child. I'll give her, I'll give her a little bit of pass because I know she was dying. Perhaps she wasn't in her right mind, but whatever the case may be, still she said the word, that is the son of my pain and my sorrow. He's broken my heart. He's hurt me. He's brought affliction to me. And forever he would be named. And Rachel dies that moment. 
And Jacob, outside of the tent, hears the cry of his newborn baby. Yet unaware, can you imagine being outside the tent and hear the cry of your baby and the excitement to know my baby's doing good. My baby made it only to be welcomed with the sad reality. Your baby's alive, but your bride is dead. Talk about ups and downs. Talks about, talk about roller coasters where outside he smiled with the joy of a newborn baby. But when he steps into the tent and he sees the lifeless body of his longtime loving wife, Rachel, now he's overcome. And the midwife brings the baby and puts it in his arms. And he looks down into that face, that innocent baby, a whole life ahead of it. A whole life to be lived. All kinds of promise in that baby's life. And when he looks down at that baby, the midwife says, His name is the son of sorrow. And Jacob looks down at that baby. And for some reason he thinks, I can't make that baby have to live that way. I can't make that baby have to be known that way. I know it hurts. I know I'm sad. I know I've lost Rachel. I know that my life's never going to be the same again. But I can't make this baby's destiny always have to be remembered by sorrow and pain and affliction. And so the father, amen, the father opens his mouth. Genesis 35 and 18, as her soul was in departing for she died, she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. We're not going to call him sorrow. We're not going to call him pain. We're not going to call him affliction. We're not going to call him trouble. We're not going to call him a mistake. What we're going to call him is Benjamin. He is the son of my strength. And he is the son of my good fortune. This baby is a blessing to me. This baby is a joy to me. I understand the circumstances. I understand the pain. I understand all that. But I'm not going to let what happened in this moment derail this baby's destiny for the rest of his life. Amen. Can I tell you what I've come to preach tonight? I've come to this pulpit tonight to declare that your life will not always be defined by your worst moments, uh, your struggles, your problems, your weaknesses, your failures. The tragedies of your life are not who you are. They happened, uh, but that's not who you are. I will not be known for my circumstances. I'm not going to be known for my trouble. I'm not going to be known for my situations. I'm not going to let my past define my future. Can I preach to somebody and tell you that the Heavenly Father has decided to step into this room and tell you you're not always going to be known as an addict. You're not always going to be known as a failure. You're not always going to be known for the things that went wrong. There's a new name that the Father is sending down in this place. Amen. Brother, Brother Beanie, I, you blessed me a few weeks ago. You might not even known you blessed me. It, it, he, he, he lo this man loves to break chains. When you see him going like that, 
What he's doing is one of the first services, it might have been the first service you ever came to church. They sang the song about breaking chains. Amen. And he started feeling deliverance on his heart. And so he just started. Don't ever make fun of somebody's worship till you know where they came from. Amen. You all right? Amen. I, bro, bro, I, I got a blessing a few weeks ago. I got a blessing a few weeks ago when, uh, when uh, that, can I tell just a little of your story? It's, how, how old were you when you got into the game? 13 years old, growing up just outside of Chicago in one of the roughest cities in the world, Gary, Indiana, had the highest crime rate in the nation for like forever. Year after year after year. It's the staging place for the, 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 the trafficking of drugs and, and, and human trafficking and all that stuff in and out of the city of Chicago. And uh, at 13 years old, how old are you now? 56. He sure looks young for 56. <laughs> 13 years old. My math my math in my head, I'm doing it right now. That means 43 years in gangs, 43 years of violence, 43 years. I'm not going to tell everything, but I'm going to tell you that this man has had a hard life. But when he stepped into Bethlehem Church, chains started being broken. He got away. There you go. Break them chains. Amen. Let, let me tell you what, let, I, I'm, I'm trying, all those years, all, he's told me a little bit of his story, all those years of all that, and, and somebody came to Brother Kevin's house. He, he, he got started coming to church helping Brother Kevin and Sister Michelle with some stuff around the house, and they got to talking to him and giving him Bible study and witnessing to him and brought him to church, and, uh, and, and, and somebody, they knew that they could find Beanie. At, 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 at Kevin and Michelle's house working with Kevin sometimes. And so, so somebody, I, I guess, associated with, uh, with that old life, they came by the house and they said, hey, where's the OG? And he wasn't there. And so when he got back, they said, hey, so-and-so came looking for the OG. He said, they know they're not supposed to call me that anymore. The OG means old gangster. Because that's not who I am anymore. That's who I was, but it's not who I am. That's what I did, but that's not what I do. What I've come to preach to somebody is it doesn't matter what you were, what matters is who you are. Your father has decided that whatever the past was, it doesn't have to stick forever. Whatever you did back then doesn't have to be your name forever. The father has stepped into somebody's life and said, there's a new name written down in glory. I wonder if there's somebody. I'm not going to be called by what I did. I'm not going to be remembered for my time in the world. I got a new name. I got a new start. I got a new beginning. I've come to tell somebody. I got a brand new start when the Holy Ghost comes. I got a brand new start when the Holy Ghost came in me. I got a brand new beginning. That's not, look, there's power in a name. Woo! I wish somebody would say praise the Lord right now. 
Hey, I've come to tell somebody. I told somebody this morning. I told somebody this morning. I said, I refuse to allow you to be remembered. For you, I know what I told him was, you don't need to carry the shame for what you did 15 and 20 years ago every day of your life. You got to bury that. I'm going to tell you at some point, at some point, we got to learn to let people get up and go on. Amen. The father says, don't call them Benoni. I'm not playing. Look, look me. I ain't calling you OG. I don't care what you say. I'm not calling you that anymore because that's not who you are. You've been washed in the blood, filled with the Holy Ghost. Not perfect, but a new beginning. Is there anybody that you're thankful that the blood of Jesus can hide a multitude of sins? Is there anybody that's thankful that God didn't look at what you were? That God didn't judge you by what you were? But God has decided that there's a... Oh God, I feel so... I'm about to... Hey, I've come to tell somebody you can have a brand new start today. I am not what I was. I am not what I was. You might have named me that, but that's not what my father calls me. My father doesn't call me the drunk. My father doesn't call me the drug addict. My father doesn't call me the adulterer. My father gave me a new name when I went down in Jesus' name. That's why you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because it gives you a brand new name. Glory to God. Glory to God. I preached a week or two ago. I preached a week or two ago about the well, about the woman at the well, the woman of ill repute, the woman of a bad reputation. I preached about, and I got a text message from somebody that was in the service that morning, and they they made a list of all the stuff they used to do, all the sins. Man, there was some of it surprised me. I didn't know anything about it. And I had that, I went down that list, but at the end of it, thank God I'm forgiven and washed in the blood. Hey, if mercy can't excite you, then I can't do anything for you. But I'm thankful. I got a new name. I got a new beginning. I got a fresh start. Hey, I've come to tell somebody, doesn't matter how bad the past was, the beginning, the future is clear. I will not let my past define my destiny. I refuse to live under condemnation. I refuse to beat myself up for stuff I repented of a long time ago. I refuse for the devil to make me miserable over what I did 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. I refuse to carry that around anymore. I refuse to be known by what I was. Devil, you're a liar and the father of it. That's not who I am anymore. My father gave me a new name. When I went down in my God in heaven, I feel something. When I went down in water in Jesus' name, that stuff stayed down there and I came up brand new. I refuse to be known for my worst moments in life. You hear me, devil? You hear me, devil? You quit beating these people up for the worst moment they ever had. Jesus loved them and washed them and cleansed them and made them brand new. 
Hey, somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to thank God that you're not still the drug addict. You're not still the fornicator. You're not still the alcoholic. There's a new name written down in glory. Woo! Hey! Can I, can I preach? Can I preach one more verse to you? Can, will you promise you'll shout when I get done with this one too? Because sometimes I get scared I'm going to out-preach my anointing. And I might. But maybe you can keep some anointing for you too. Genesis 35, 21. And Israel journeyed. And Israel journeyed and spread his tent beyond the Tower of Edar. If I was going to go deep into this, and I'm not because I don't have time, the Tower of Edar was the tower over the shepherd's field in Bethlehem where the Levitical priesthood kept track of the pure lambs. And they believe that it was at the Tower of Edar, at this shepherd's field, where there was a manger. That someday a baby named Jesus was going to be laid in. And Israel journeyed and spread his tent. Let me read that verse to you in the NIV. Israel moved on. That's the KJV. The NIV says, in the KJV, Israel journeyed. The NIV, Israel moved on. May I tell somebody in this place, move on. Live your life. Be blessed of God. Be a worshiper. Be a tongue talker. Be a Holy Ghost filled apostle. Move on. Quit acting like a drug addict. Quit acting like an alcoholic. Quit acting like the devil's got you down. Move on. It's time to enjoy your salvation. It's time to be filled with the joy of the Holy Ghost. It's time. It's time to lift your head and say, I am a child of the King. Don't, I'm not hanging my head no more. I'm not putting my head down no more. I carry that. I know what I did all those years. I know what I did all that time. But that's not who I am anymore. There's power in the name. I refuse. Okay, it's time for somebody to move on. Listen, say this with me. I refuse. To let my past determine my future. I refuse to let my failures destroy my destiny. I refuse to let my struggles become my identity. I'm moving on, devil. I'm not carrying that no more. I'm not going to be ashamed anymore. I'm not going to be guilty anymore. I repented and put it under the blood. I repented and got it under the blood. And that's, I'm not going to carry it anymore. I refuse to let the devil tell me I'm no good. I refuse to let the devil tell me I'm worthless. I refuse to let him tell me I don't have a future. I'm moving on, devil. I've been living with you too long. I've been listening to you. Shut up, devil. I ain't got time for you tonight. I wish somebody praised God like they've been set free. I wish somebody'd shout like they got a new name. I wish somebody'd shout like your past is washed away. Hey, I wish somebody'd shout like they got a destiny and a future and a promise. I'm moving on.
I'm moving on. I'm going forward. I'm going up. I'm going higher. I'm going deeper. I'm going on with Jesus. I'm going to have revival. I'm going to have a move of God. I'm going to have joy. I'm going to have peace. I'm going to have happiness. I'm going to have deliverance. I am going to move on. somebody's about to step into peace of mind some of you have been so troubled some of you have been so troubled over your past you carried it around like a weight like a millstone around your neck let me tell you when God forgave you he didn't plan for you to carry it around for the rest of your life when God washed it away he didn't plan for you to have to live under the shame of it for the rest of your days Israel moved on lift your hands all over this place Lord I release peace over this congregation God I release joy in people's lives tonight I rebuke the spirit of condemnation in the name of Jesus Christ Oh, come on. That's right. Talk to God. There's some folks that have suffered things at the hands of others. You were innocent. You had nothing to do with it. You were completely innocent in the matter, but you carry the shame of it. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. God, I pray for a restoration in the heart and the spirit of the abused tonight. God, I pray for a, a healing of the breach in somebody's spirit that's been left from condemnation. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over these men and women and young people, over their mind and their spirit and their heart. I plead the blood, oh God, over their souls from the wounds that they've carried for their life. God, you said that your mercy is everlasting. And God, your grace is sufficient. So God, if your grace is sufficient for me and your grace is sufficient for Bishop Wilson and your grace is sufficient for Sister V and Sister Wilson, then God, your grace is sufficient for every man, woman, and child in this place today. Heal the wounds left behind in people's lives. I may carry the scar, but I don't have to carry the wound forever. Oh, reach over, pray for somebody. The Holy Ghost is doing a healing work. God, pour the oil of joy. God, pour the oil of joy into somebody's spirit tonight. Oh, God, 
God, pour the oil of joy. God, pour the oil of joy on somebody's spirit tonight. Oh God, let the anointing of the Holy Ghost flow like a mighty river. That's right, minister one to another. You don't need to feel dirty for stuff you repented of a long time ago. You don't have to feel useless over stuff that you that you long time ago put under the blood. Look, if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to be baptized. You need to be baptized tonight because that's how you get a new name. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to be baptized tonight because that's how you get his new name to cover your old name. You get his new glory to cover your old failure. Amen. All things are passed away and all things are become new. Fresh start, fresh beginning. That's right, minister one to another. Sing whatever y'all got. Amen, I, I feel like somebody's being led of the Spirit to go pray with somebody, and you're wondering if it's you or it's God. Why don't you obey what you're feeling and let the Holy Ghost use you?
tonight. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise and shout with the voice of triumph. If you're free, why don't you lift your voice and praise the Lord for it? Oh, yes. Shout like you're free. Scream like you're free. certifies that Jamie Cook was baptized in Jesus' name. This certifies that Mickey Reich was baptized in Jesus' name. This certifies Kelsey Alzi was baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, come on. Somebody needs to get up. It's time to get up. great opportunity. Brother Craig, Brother Kevin, and I met with the Benton County Sheriff just uh, just on Wednesday, and we have gotten permission to take our Be Free Drug Program into the jail in Benton County. We've got a group of men. We've got a group of men going tomorrow night to the men's side. I want the men that are, I want the men that are going to come stand right here. And I want the ladies, we got ladies going to the ladies' side. I want the ladies that are going in tomorrow night to come stand over here. And I want you guys that are going to slide that way, and you ladies. And I want some of the ladies to gather around these ladies to go in. They're going to go set the groundwork for our program. We've got permission from a brand new home missions church in Ashland, a good apostolic church to let us use their building in the community as we start reaching to do our drug program. Amen. God's opening this door. I want, I want some of you ladies to pray for you ladies. Some of you men pray for the men. And let's pray that God let the Holy Ghost equip them to help people to get a new name. What do you say? In Jesus' name. That's right. Gather around and pray. Let the Holy Ghost flow. 
Touch these ladies, God, in the name of Jesus. Use them. Use them, God. Use them to reach souls. for that next soul that's going to be delivered from a drug addiction. That's what I'm doing. I'm making a down payment. I'm making a down payment in praise right now for our next revival. parking lot attendants I need your attention for a moment we need help with parking lot attendants ushers and greeters we have missions cards we need all these mission cards to be taken amen if you think the Lord might be dealing with you to pick up a few more missionaries to support just it's God just do it we have a few more Easter cards uh, to take to give away to pass out this week Amen. Lord, I pray a blessing over this congregation, over these men and women and young people and children. God, I pray the hand of the Lord on them and on everyone that's watched online. I pray, God, let the blessing of the Lord flow abundantly in their life. Let the goodness of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow with it. In the name of Jesus, let your blessing come, mind, body, and spirit. In the name of the Lord. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Amen. You can pray and worship as long as you like.